Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Highly Suspicious Podcast with Louie and Preston. My name is Louie. I'm Preston. We're reporting once again live from the Trap House. Uh, this is going to be our first show of the year, 2022. Very optimistic about it. Do I sound bullshit yet? Yeah, very bullshit. <laughs> this episode, we have local talent, Melon Choir, with us. You can introduce yourselves a little bit further. Uh, I, I don't know if it's if we call it talent, but, uh, it's, so yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> talent. I'm being, I'm being goofy. I'm being funny. Um, Fucking talent, bro. But, okay, yeah. so I'm, I'm Doug Campbell. Woo! And I'm one half of Melon Choir, and... I'm Zach Meredith, the other half. Which one's the first half, and which one's the second half? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Glass half full. We're gonna end up breaking up over this. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Big oof, Louis. Let, let me not do that. Let I me will. not break up this band within the first three minutes. It's like when you Doug ask me for a, a favorite lot of the heavy. Like, Doug does a lot of the heavy lifting, so I'll put him for the first half. Yeah. I'm a little bit more of an idea man. Same here. <laughs> Louis does all the heavy lifting. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm glad to meet you, but uh, I've known Doug for how many years? Five? No, ten. Fucking ten. I, I knew you in like fifth grade. Oh my god, that's right. We went to St. Matthew's together. Yes. Holy shit, I forgot about that. So that's crazy. So wow. this is another weird childhood crossover because I both knew Doug and Preston at the same time in high school, and then you know kind of fell out with both of them. Life happens. Okay. So <laughs> interview question wise, we got a broad range of topics. Before we um, start, y'all rocking with Jesus or not? Y'all rocking with Jesus. Rocking with, with the G's. <laughs> the big G's. Hell yeah. Yeah, any questions, fine. Uh, God's um, gonna answer them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll get the answer later. Have you all yeah. seen the giant billboard, like, right over there? What's that is, it has, like, Jesus on it, and it says, yeah. like, I trust you, Jesus, yeah, or something like that. that. It's, it's huge, and I didn't realize. I can see it from, like, the other side of Germantown. Oh, shit. It, it's oh my God. fucking hilarious. Bro, there are some terrible fucking billboards here. What the, 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 vape, the vape one where it's like, my kid wouldn't vape, and then it's like, get your head out of the cloud. Oh, I, I love that, that one. That, that one speaks to me. Yeah. That one speaks to you? The the advertising department did a good job? They talking about me. My, my head's I mean, in the cloud. Okay, so it's, it's well designed. Have you all seen, like, the uh, get vaccinated billboards where it literally says something like, do your part or something cryptic and nothing else? <laughs> That's all it says? Something cryptic. Something cryptic is fuck. I like, hate that there are just ads trying to get people to get vaccinated now. Like, that, that is an actual category for advertisement <laughs> is so bad. So, so did you all make a lot of music during the pandemic? Like... Were you all, like, locked in? As an artist myself, like, I wasn't motivated for shit yeah. during the pandemic. Like, I was playing so many video games. I was doing nothing productive with my life. Were you all productive? We were productive, but, like, we played a lot of video games, too. <laughs> like, we, uh, we have, we've got Project M and the Smash, like, mod or whatever, the hack. Mm -hmm. And so we played the shit out of that in between recording songs. It's part but, of the process. Yeah, for sure. Can't like just make music yeah, yeah. get like yeah. tired get what are you gonna make music about you gotta yeah. go live exactly you have you to live life to fucking do it yeah and if you, you gotta, can't live life we then did it's just lock like... in a little bit yeah. we we started the first album in like march yeah Ooh. we started no we started and, in 2019 okay well i guess we started in late 2019 but really got going in like march of 2020 
and then it came out in like May of 2020. Yeah. So we kind of like grinded a little bit, even though it could have come out a lot sooner if uh, his computer wasn't like totally fucked. What kind of? It would have been yeah. different too. What kind of computer was it? Uh, it was a Mac Mini from like 2010. It was refurbished. That's so why it was a fucking piece yeah, of shit. Apple's fucking shit. terrible. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. The first one was a piece okay. Of shit. So MacBooks is like desktop is like there's so many icons overlapping each other yeah. from like things that he saves to his desktop that if you like open the wrong program on his old computer at least it'll freeze the whole thing. So I'm just like yeah. delete some of this shit. But like you didn't want. There's only four gigs of RAM on it. So. Yeah. Imagine having a computer with only four gigs of RAM and so many icons on the desktop yeah. that you can't see your screensaver. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you there. reveal the screensaver, it's like it's dark side of the moon or something. Shit. Bro, like a little kid. when you start filling that shit up, yeah. like you feel it. The the memory's fucking terrible. Like yeah. I had to clear so much shit off of this when I started doing the yeah. podcast because these audio files are fucking hour long. Yeah. Especially if they're like lossless. Yeah. They're just like 300 megabytes and shit at a time. So, uh, do you still play saxophone? Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you bit. played saxophone? So me, actually... For context for this, me and Doug were in the band in fifth grade in elementary school and we both played saxophone. Yeah. Doug, have you been playing the saxophone at yeah. all recently? You have? Yeah. it's. We... That's honestly surprising to hear because yeah. most people don't keep up with the shit from fifth grade but i guess yeah. it makes sense that i think i feel like it's double surprising because i got kicked out of band in fifth grade and then mm -hmm. i got kicked out of band in high school both playing the sax i so also like, got kicked out of band in high school oh, oh. Wait, you get kicked what? out yeah right wait why'd you get kicked out of band? just like you're shitting it out because i wouldn't do marching band oh uh, that's right i was like suck my fucking Dude, dick i'm not yes. doing that yes because you know how much of a time commitment that shit is mm -hmm. it's a they have like practice like four times a week Sometimes on the weekend. I played, Why would I want to do that? I played football in middle school, and I played, like, out of school, and I played sports and everything, and, mm -hmm. like, nothing that I ever did extracurricular-wise was as demanding as marching band was. <laughs> it was hell. It was you, just, like, abuse. Like, you actually did marching abuse. band. Yeah. I, I mean, like, it was for real abuse. Like, I watched people pass out. I watched this kid named Holy Hayden. Shit. I watched this kid named Hayden. He was 500 pounds. He played the tuba. <laughs> he passed out and crushed the tuba. He had to go to the <laughs> hospital and get the tuba surgically no. removed. Oh my god! Wait, I did not know. I know who you're. I know who skin. you're talking about. But that's <laughs> fucked. Yeah, dude. You actually a couple years ago, I would watch the UK football games because you could see him. Yeah. In, at halftime, his big ass. Yo. Yeah. Huh. That's wild. That's pretty interesting. People would pass out and like get seriously. So injured. like. He was so big that the tuba disappeared within him. <laughs> no, he like fell. He fell on the tuba, <laughs> flattened it against the blacktop. It's not like he fell on grass. We marched. He was on the blacktop. We marched. This is really fat. We marched. We marched. He like comically flattened the tube. He flattened a good part of the tube. I'm sure it wasn't fucking comic for him if he crushed it. It was a sousaphone, by the way, so it's not exactly a tuba. But yeah, he like flattened a good part of it and like had what's a good part of it? How much is a good part? A good chunk of it, you know, like a good like he. I doubt he could flatten the horn. Did he flatten the horn? No, that, I feel like that was the part he did. Jeez. Did you ever do band? Yeah, I did band in uh, did you, middle school. Did he do marching band? <laughs> no. They didn't do marching band in uh, middle school. That I was, was good. so bad at music class. Like, 
I cannot read sheet music at all. I've had guitar lessons trying to teach me how to read sheet music. Cannot process it. In like elementary school when we all had to play the recorder, I did not actually play because our test was in a group setting. Yeah. So I just like fake played it along with the yeah. people. Your teacher knew. I don't know if you think no, that they didn't I know. Got, they I got away with that. So I would do the same thing I, where I'd I like pretend. practiced how to play it. I just could not get the like breath on it right um, for it to actually play in not it's the hard. worst fucking way possible. It's fucking hard. And I got like a B on it. I was like, okay, I'll, hey, I'll take a fucking B. Do you know how I know that your teacher knew that you weren't playing on When I was in high school, they would tell people not to play. They'd be like, I can hear you playing that. I told yeah. you not to play anything <laughs> here because you don't know the part. And so yeah. they would hear them like playing it and they'd be like, no, cut his, don't cut his mic. play. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're exposing some deep secrets of yeah. our band program. Dude, did you hear about Mr. Arthur and all the shit about him? Yeah, yeah, I did. But <laughs> yeah, let, let's, let's, let's not line. talk okay, about okay, that. Okay, that okay, is a fair. whole can of worms. That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I know Doug is from here. Are you from here? Yeah. Yeah. I see a rep in the UK, which I don't particularly so I don't agree. appreciate. Yeah, I don't even know. Do I thought it'd be funny because you guys live on the U of L campus, and also it says guy. This is a vintage. Uh, it says guy on the. <laughs> yes, yeah. my grandpa's actual name was Guy. Oh, that's that cool. is awesome. So yeah, he got this embroidery. So, so that's so that's like vintage. Oh yeah, that's guy. fine. I fuck with that. And for the listeners, I'm wearing a full space suit. <laughs> and I've got Air Force Ones on. And a Yankees cap. And a Yankees cap. Yeah, thank you for not That's hard as that fuck. I'm naked from the waist down. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, what kind of music y'all listen to? Um, I listen to rap mostly. Mostly, uh, yeah. You've been rocking that melodic blue? Oh, yes. I, I listen to a lot of like jazz or like funk. We did, uh, our first episode, we talked about Baby Keem and Family Ties when it came out. Mm-hmm. That, that shit's fire. There's a lot to talk yeah. about in that track. It was yeah. so good. What about the Freddie Gibbs diss? There's a Freddie Gibbs diss? about that? So From he, who? Next so, episode. No, 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 Freddie Gibbs <laughs> diss Kendrick Lamar and Baby Keem mm. rapping over the intro song to Drake's album. Oh, yeah, Champagne yeah. Uh, Poetry. Champagne it's called poetry. Vice Lord Poetry. Yeah, that's what it was. was I don't like, know if he was, like, dissing him, but he know. definitely name-dropped He was, like, he said, like, Here, uh, smoking on top fives, but you ain't burn up the one. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily a diss if you're saying that you're better than them. Yeah. You know, like, you should have that opinion right. if you're making music. You shouldn't yeah. be like, yeah, I'm pretty that's good. Yeah. No, you should be... The fucking goat. Yeah. I think what brought that song down, though, is the beat. Like, that beat is so dumb. Like, uh You don't like that beat? No. <laughs> I didn't I didn't really like anything I heard on really? uh, Certified Lover Boy. I thought it was decent. You all want to bring up the uh, Donda Lover Boy conversation a again? A little bit. A little you, bit. You, you like Donda? Yeah, I do. I like Donda. I don't think it's like... I don't think it's his best. I think it's it's pretty good. I think Donda is fucking whack. Okay. Whack. <laughs> whack, whack. I liked it. 
That's fair though. I like, enjoy that people love it and think it's whack. Yeah. Because that means it's very polarizing. And it's like it's pretty original. Everything Kanye's gonna do is gonna be polarizing yeah. at this point. Yeah. But that doesn't even have necessarily That's much to do with his music. Yeah. Like he's really become such a clout demon. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of it is attributed to like his mental health. I kind of yeah. think the whole like even starting from the divorce, all of it has been staged. Pete Davidson, yeah, I think him buying the house across from hers, none mm. of that is like actually happening. I don't know. Real life is crazy, and Kanye it just doesn't is seem crazy. I don't know because don't so he, he could is. do it, but he he might not be that crazy, and it might just all be a publicity stunt. Because like, but he's that could being, be his whole reasoning. Behind. He's being like too real about it, though. Yeah. If it's a publicity stunt, like the track that got put out on the deluxe edition, where it's like it's called something family, where he's just like keeps moaning like I'm losing my family, and there's like this guitar solo and shit. It's like I don't I, I can't oh say God. that's staged. That I don't shit, know. That shit is awful it's bro like, <laughs> i mean i like it but it's just like too much sometimes one of my things about it is like with how many features he had like if you give those same features to like someone else someone better yeah they could make a way better album if they had <clears throat> travis and roddy rich and griselda yeah. and fucking everybody they he had everybody on that album I think and it's just, it's just fine. I think there's a point to be made about looking at the intention of people's music sometimes mm-hmm. because to me Donda feels like not only a tribute but also like an album that his kids can listen to. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is like obviously something super important to him. I never um, thought about that. Like no huh. matter what you think about him, he he loves his family. Yeah. Yeah. He really does feel those things. Mm-hmm. Like when he talks about like how he almost yeah. supported his daughter and he was crying like I He's not crazy. Like, imagine if you almost aborted your daughter, and right. then, like, oh, yeah. all these years later, you, that's, that's your life. I like, definitely you think he's being genuine. Him. I don't yeah. think he's disingenuous in any of his music. I think that... I think Kanye yeah. just needs to start taking his pills. Like, yeah, I mean... He was definitely doing fine for a while. Yeah, and you could tell. And then he just kind of went for it. And it's still his choice. Like, if he doesn't want to be on his medication, like, eh, fuck it. Good on him. Have you heard him talk about how he thinks that they're trying to take him out, basically? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, What? Yeah, he was saying... He is that (laughs) level of celebrity where I'm sure he gets paranoid. I mean... everybody does. You know, the only reason why I actually believe that people would try to kill Kanye West in that way... Drake shooters... (laughs) <laughs> I don't think Drake has shooters. I don't think but, he does. But he um, talks like he does. Just imagine. Yeah, but he's always he's always toughened up and shit. He's like, also from Canada. Though, yeah, so. it's just like, were you gonna shoot me with a BB gun? Uh, but like, the only reason why I would think that someone is trying to kill Kanye is because of this new thing that came out where it was like. The people running his campaign were, they were, like, basically threatening, like, somebody who was overseeing, like, uh, vote counting in some state. Did y'all see that? No, I didn't. It's a body cam thing from a cop who was in the room, and it was, like, a girl who worked for Kanye in his campaign. And she's like, we're gonna make your life shit. We're coming for your family. Like, and she's just saying this in front of a cop, and what he, the and then fuck? she notices a cop's there, and she's like, "Can you like walk out for a second? Because this is a private conversation." This is a private yeah. conversation. And it was like, "Excuse me, threaten like, someone here." I think the New York Times was like the place that broke it first. That's uh, fucking as usual. crazy. So well, I know nothing of that, but like the the thing I was gonna reference is just when he talks about how 
first it was Michael Jackson, which you can argue isn't black anymore, but uh, then Whoa. it was Prince. Hot <laughs> well, he's not anything anymore. He's dead. <laughs> he's he's dead. not anything. Okay, I mean, well, he ended white. He definitely ended white. Whoa, no, this is crazy. I don't know. <laughs> to some people. Not to me. I, I mean, yeah, but then Prince, not to me. And, then Prince, and then Kanye, his mind is like that these overdoses are on purpose because like, powerful people want to take out up-and-coming black Americans. Okay, but and that's I don't believe, I don't do believe it, in that. I yeah. just think it's really interesting. But So I think where Kanye's argument kind of falls apart is... What, what's his argument? His argument is that... That he's uh, trying people, to get attacked, trying to get killed? Yeah, so his argument is that he's going to get killed because, like, how did you say it? Like, there are people in his the circle... Powerful who people don't want um, black Americans to come up. Yeah. Is essentially the point. Okay, I guess there's two holes in that. The first hole is that with Prince, Prince died of a fentanyl overdose. Like he he died from a fentanyl like mm-hmm. like lollipop that he mm-hmm. purchased and was like using recreationally. And he knew that it was like an opiate. Mm-hmm. So nobody killed Prince but himself or his drug dealer. But I guess what Kanye would say is like Well maybe he we was don't talking. know that though. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> of course Kanye would say you got to keep the argument going or else Prince, it'll fall out of the headlines. Prince yeah. was, like, an enemy to the industry at the point where, like, the label took his name and he was the artist formerly yeah. known as. So, fuck Kanye. I'm tired of talking. You know, yeah, you know. So, so you went to the Cardi concert. Did you go with him? No. Are you not a Cardi man? No. I don't think I would enjoy that concert. <laughs> it was I've seen nice. him live, too. Oh, when did, did you see him on the King's Amp tour? Uh, he went to Forecastle. I saw oh, him there. That was a really good show. Was and that... I saw him at Rolling Loud. Oh, cool. Was um was the Forecastle one around when Dilate came out? Was that like 2019 yeah, it or 2018? Was, it was 2019. Cool, cool. Hits on hits. Yeah. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Like People were getting carried out of that mosh pit yeah. on stretchers, bro. Like It was crazy. Dude, I saw a guy... So Rico Nasty opened for him. Crowd treated her like shit, apparently, on this Damn, whole tour. Really? Yeah, she was on Twitter like, man, fuck these fans. That's like, ugly. Everybody at these shows is just like fucking 12-year-old white boys, <laughs> and they're all just like screaming fuck you at me every night. Holy um, shit. That's so ugly. during Rico Nasty's set, there was a guy who was smoking weed across from us, and uh, or I guess like across this little gap. So it was in an arena, like a basketball arena. So there was like, the athletes could walk in here to get to the court, and then there's like seats over here and seats over here. I realize this isn't going to translate well to the podcast because I'm using my hands. To seats over it. here and seats over yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so I see this guy smoking weed, and I, I don't see what happens next, but my friends do. They're like, so apparently a security guard comes up to him, tells him to stop, to stop smoking. Please stop smoking, sir. <laughs> right. Sir, please put that down. Sir. The guy smoking weed swings on the security guard, Holy and then shit. the cops see it from the pit, so they take off after him up into the stands... <laughs> And then he starts running into the stands over people, and then he gets to that part where the athletes can walk in, and Holy so fuck. he's looking down about 20 fucking feet to where the floor is, and then he Did just he said, fuck it, and he jumped. And I watched him probably break both of his legs, <laughs> and then he just got dog piled on by cops. It was horrible. <laughs> they were like, 
What is laying on him? It was it was awful. Like really him. I yeah. only laughed because of how stupid he is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> did a pretty dumb thing, but like I don't know if you were there. Like they were really fucking him up. It was fucked up. And then I had these like <laughs> little kids behind me who were like leaned over looking at him, and they were just like screaming, "Free my boy!" Free my boy! Black. He, he was black, and these oh kids were like God. little white kids. And so I turn around, I'm just like, "Shut the fuck up!" Because I'm thinking about it, and it's yeah. like. This is the most embarrassing moment of this guy's life. Right? This is and, his lowest and dog like piled on with broken little legs. Little kids like screaming this shit at him. It's like, oh my god. With little kids screaming. <laughs> yeah. Enrico Dassey play. Like, what the fuck? Hopefully, weed was the only thing he was on. Yeah, hopefully. I really like that. That'd be nightmarish on any other well, substance. I don't know. You're just stoned. You're not going to jump any amount. Yeah, but maybe that's, that's too far. That's maybe true. If you break your legs while you're smoking something a little strong, like if you're smoking like meth or crack, and you break your legs, you, you can just keep like, running, you can stand up. <laughs> like a fucking yeah. zombie. Yeah. <laughs> meth heals bones. Yeah, uh, I feel nothing. Yeah, dude, they put stem cells in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Have you seen Spider-Man yet? Yeah, I'll see it tomorrow. Oh, dude, I'm dying to see it. Oh, I'm seeing it with my little brother, so it's going to be fun. I'm going to eat, like, half an edible beforehand. It'll be great. Hey, go see Spider-Man? Dude, that would fuck me yeah, up. Yeah, one time I did IMAX? I love it. It was amazing. Not a full edible. Yeah. Half an edible or quarter of an edible before a movie. Yeah. Chilling. I ate uh, some of Preston's brownies before I saw Spider-Man. Yeah, and I was Spider Man. Did you feel it? <laughs> you felt it. I, I was swinging. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. The last really movie good. I saw was at the Brown Theater. Brown Theater. <clears throat> about the hospitals. Wait, oh no, you're talking about Village Eight. Village yeah. Eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it used to be called Brown mm. Theater. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, there's a there's the I Brown Theater downtown. That's like a venue. That's like yeah, that's like okay. totally different. Shout out to my cousin that worked at Village Eight. Ooh. Hey, yo. <laughs> nice. I saw this movie. Uh, like a documentary about Anthony Weiner. Y'all remember? Oh, yeah. I remember when that movie came out. Yeah, it was like yeah. a whole thing just about him dealing with his scandal, and it was like wildly entertaining for just following some dickhead politician. So, during COVID, they uh, opened back up for a little bit, like a couple weeks, and they were just playing like old movies. I saw Wolf of Wall Street there for the first time, and it was like an empty ass theater. Yeah. It was beautiful. I love when the theater's like dead. Honestly, yeah. that's why I never go to see a movie the first week that it's out. Because it's fucking crowded. It is never enjoyable. I hate being near other people. Well, I mean, so for me, it's like with different movies, I enjoy like a packed house. Like if it's a comedy or something, that's the best to see. It is good movie. having other people laughing. Yeah. Like, I it kind I, of creates the I saw, I saw Horrible Bosses when I was a kid in theaters, and that was like, that might have been like the funniest day of my life. Horror movies are another thing that you should see with a uh, like full house. Like well, the screams kind of add to the effect. Yeah, it, I think it makes it more immersive. Sometimes though, it's like kind of the opposite. Like when I saw Hereditary, there was a bunch of people there who thought it wasn't like weird. Yeah, who didn't know it was gonna be like kind of a yeah. weirder movie, uh, and so they were just laughing their asses off I, the whole movie. <laughs> I saw a split in the theater, and it was yeah, one of the last weird. movies I saw in a theater. But I was in the very front row. Because anytime I've gone to see a movie, like, fresh, I'm always in the first few rows. Mm-hmm. And the scene where he starts eating somebody, Yeah. I look to the person that I'm with, we both burst out laughing because uh, we're just, like, uncomfortable, yeah. don't know how to process it. 
And I, we're in the very front. We could feel everybody being like, yeah, what the fuck is wrong dude, with these kids? That's the worst feeling in the world. When you're like... God. It's really only happened to me when I was really high. I saw mm. Alien Covenant when I was like... Or <laughs> I was trying to see Alien Covenant. And I got in the theater and... I just couldn't stop laughing. It was just the credits. And I just, me and my friends just could not stop laughing. And people were like, shut the fuck up. We're going to watch a movie. And they got the security guard then. And we had to leave. Oh my God. It was a stupid ass movie anyways. I don't know. I rewatched it. I thought it was kind of good. Yeah. To be honest. Um, The ending's awesome. It was decent. I also saw one of the Lord of the Rings movies in the very, like, the the front row. And my neck was like at a ninety degree angle the yeah. entire time. Was it like the Hobbit ones? Yeah. Oh, cool. So it was long as fuck, and I had yeah. like scoliosis afterwards, <laughs> pretty much. Like staring broke up my for neck. three hours. Yeah. God, my, that was miserable. My attention span cannot handle those movies. Yeah, I don't think I've finished one. Dang, those are the sort of movies you should watch at home. When yeah. You, when you can just like really enjoy it, yeah. take breaks, you know. I feel like when. It's a lot of people, like, buying into the hype that, like, the crowd atmosphere is really cool. Mm. But when it is, like, a weirder movie like Hereditary, and, like, it's more of, like, a psychological thing. So it's more about, like, your reaction. You're not going to react the same way in a room full of other people. Like, but, like, I can only imagine how, like, (laughs) the scene went in that where the little bitch gets her head chopped. Dude, yes. That's when people were dying laughing. And Bro. when I saw that, I was probably like... So it came out twenty six. That shit is traumatizing. So I was 15 years old when it came out. Yeah. And so I'm in the theater watching it alone. And like that happens. And people start dying laughing. And I'm like, oh my f- god. I'm like, I'm having an anxiety attack because it was so fucking scary. And people are like howling laughing. <laughs> so I just walked the fuck out. And I had to take a break. And then I came back in. It was just fucking disturbing, bro. Yeah. Like they uh, they show like a close up of the head on the side yeah. of the road with oh like a God. bunch of like, ants, ants on it. and shit, like eating it. And it, I mean, like it fucked me up. And fucked people up. just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. I like yeah. to ask this question: Hereditary or Midsummer? Because they're made by the same people. Yeah. They're both kind of weird ass horror yeah. movies. I prefer Hereditary, but. That's just because Midsummer is weird. Have you seen? Too weird for me. Have you seen it the director's cut of Midsummer? Huh? Have you seen the director's cut? Is it like it's like longer orgy? It's like oh my god! It's like three and a half hours long. And Holy shit! I think the sex scene is longer. I think oh um, that sounds awesome. that sounds like a nightmare. But you you see like yeah dude that sex scene is like hard to watch. But all you, of them. So you see, there's some guy in the theatrical cut who gets killed that. Um, I watched that with my mom too. You don't. Mm-hmm. See, oh my god, Louis! <laughs> you don't see the guy get killed in the theatrical cut, but in the director's cut, there's a scene where he gets killed. I can't remember which guy it is. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, I think it's the guy who goes off with the girl who puts the love spell on him. Yeah. Yeah. The one that just disappears. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. But oh, sorry, I didn't answer the question. Um, human centipede. Dude. Yeah, human yeah. centipede better than both. Not yeah, out of those two. <laughs> um. I don't know. Um, I guess hereditary. It's more consistent. I haven't seen either one. Yeah, I haven't seen either. That's I've been probably trying to convince best. him to watch hereditary. Whenever for like I years. sit down to watch a movie, I'm just like, maybe I have ADHD or something. I I just start wanting to do other shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's what I was just saying. Like I I can't really watch like long long movies unless yeah. I'm like really invested. Like yeah. some of the Marvel ones, I've been able to do that. 
but like most of the time, if it's like two and a half hours, I've said it before, shouldn't be. I just the movies yeah. were only an hour and a half long, mm-hmm. and it was real casual. It doesn't take up like half your fucking day. Yeah, you know, because because when you go to the movies at like one in the afternoon, and it's fucking dark when you come out. You it's time like, Jesus travel Christ. when you go into the movie yeah. theater. Sometimes yeah. it's a trip. It does happen. And it's dark and it's. Oh, like, I used to love that when you would walk out and your eyes have to adjust to the opposite. Okay, you're in the dark theater. I would see the movie when it's like thunderstorming or yeah, that's the best. and you come out and it's See just a like a scary movie like that and you hear the thunder oh, epic <laughs> fully immersive Bro, they're I, gonna have those like 4D movie theaters everywhere at some dude, point that would be crazy saying. I had uh, this weird thing where uh, whenever I'd leave like the dark theater and go into the sun like and it was just bright as fuck all of a sudden I would sneeze Oh, that That's is an actual thing. <laughs> Wait, I have what? that too. There's actually a gene that mm-hmm. denotes whether that affects you or not. It's a, it's a gene. <laughs> the, the reason that happens is because the neural pathway for your eyes contracting yeah. is very close to the trigger for you to sneeze, like uh, from dust or whatever. So if it misfires, your eyes contract and your body responds with sneezing. That's Whoa. so funny. Does the it, human is body like, is fucked. Is it We're like, like one sneeze? Is it like ten sneezes? It's, it's one one sneeze. Oh. It's a miracle it's our like body works at all. Yeah, code. I'm one of those multi-sneezers. Like I, it's gotta sneezing be like, fit, dude. Yeah, I sneeze like nine times. I would say bless you three times. After that, yeah. you're out. Like I'm like I'm, I'm not like, saying it once. I'm like an automatic germ spreader. Do you know anybody who <laughs> sneezes super spreader like, excessively loud? Uh, me, me sometimes. <laughs> I only sneeze screams. very loud. I can, I can like. Sometimes I exaggerate it on purpose. Yeah, I mean, no, it hurts I like every the time I sneeze. I do like uh, sometimes I'll, like I'll be like choo. If I'm trying to make someone laugh, sometimes I like finish it with like. Do. <laughs> <laughs> like a tongue roll. It's a good one. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I pee my pants. Yeah, <laughs> dude, if I did that, <laughs> I said I pee my pants. Like, oh my god, people what, probably believe it. What if I, when I went into the sunlight, I shit myself? Ooh, <laughs> there might yeah, be a neural your pathway eye for contracting that. very close to your sphincter. <laughs> what's the gene? What's the gene for that? <laughs> the most recessive gene out there. It's barely hanging on my thread. Imagine like genetic engineering. It's always about. Making humans better. What if there was just like some evil person out there who was just trying to make people worse? Or like every time your your pupils contract, you shit your pants. Oh. Like the, you, that is your destiny. <laughs> when God was cooking us up, that's how he was like. He was like depression, depression, depression. Shit your pants. <laughs> this is usually what the podcast ends up yeah. being. Us just like ranting. What if me and Zach pulled like a step brothers? What if we like turned the interview around? And we started asking What if we turned the interview around? What if, what if we hijacked it? <laughs> We're asking the questions. We could finish with that. I okay. do want to ask, like... I feel like we should ask more questions more about, like, their actual about. Yeah, just, like, what's the purpose of you all making music? Like, what has inspired you? Who, in particular, do you guys take inspiration from? Because I think that tells a lot about an artist. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the purpose for us making music is um well okay i feel like i can sum it up with something that my friend said to me the other day he was like telling me he was having a conversation with a local artist and Mm -hmm. he was just like trying to tell this local artist like uh, who was kind of struggling in the studio like well if you're having a good time making the music then it will be good music Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he said that that also kind of fit with 
if what you're doing is worthwhile to you at the time of doing it, then that means it's like worth something, something to you. And that's all that really matters. Yeah, Yeah, right. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, well, that's like, I guess that's the reason why I work on music. Yeah. Same, bruh. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, this the same stuff, kind of stuff. Like, just seeing what it's all about at first, and then I just liked it right away. Like, it's a good feeling when you make yeah, music. It's so sick. It's like in learning all the learning about the DAW and like being really proficient at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels nice to just get in there and get something done, and then you listen to it. Um, usually, I'm pretty proud of. Yeah. What I. Do you all ever look back at where you were a few years ago and think, fuck, I can't believe we've gotten this far, you know? Because I know you all have had a lot of recent success and your music has evolved over time. Kind of. I don't know. I was actually listening to some of my stuff from, like, 2019, Mm -hmm. uh, which is basically when I started uh, recording. I was actually, I was into it. I was like, this is, I don't, I like this more than when I put it out, I think. Mm. It's mm. just like. Mm. Grows that, on you. That's yeah. what you, that's what I, you want. It's like, it's like NASA losing the, like the technology to go to the moon. Have you heard of that? Like they don't have the same analog technology that they used back in the day mm-hmm. um, to get to the moon as easily because it's actually much di- more difficult to use digital technology oh, in space. Mm. Uh, the the radiation will fuck yeah. it all up. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Like I don't even remember how I made any of that music mm. when I listened to it. I don't remember like what I even used. It's just like it's kind of an enigma at this point. Like, but it felt easier back then than than it does now. Yeah. Now I'm just cool. like I kind of need to get back to that for real. Yeah. Sometimes it can help to get back to your roots like that. Yeah. Well, um, it's it's hard to keep it simple. And, like, that's really when things are always their best, no matter what it is, is at its base form. Like, uh, with food, like, it's always just make it taste like what it's supposed to taste like, not, like, overcomplicate it. And I think music is the same way, because you can tell when somebody's just got that natural flow to where they're, like, just making it look easy. Mm -hmm. And my fiancé was saying earlier about, like, I think she saw an artist do something or whatever and it was just like imagine being really good at something like how that feels because i that on its own has to be just a distinct feeling of proficiency i feel like i have never gotten there yeah like no but i feel like i always get close sometimes or something and it's like i feel really proud of that but i also want to keep getting closer to Mm -hmm. feeling like i am the best that i can be at this Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll get there for a really long time. But well, it's not like you can max out. Like you yeah. can always get better. Well, you know? I don't know though. Like you don't think so? You hear somebody and sometimes you're like, I don't. "That's like, it." Sometimes I hear people and I'm just like, "This person is like at their peak," mm-hmm. and like they never stopped being at their peak, and I'm like, "That's insane." Um, yeah. But like with with going back to listening to older stuff, like it's some of it hard to listen to going oh, back. That's exactly where I was going. The it stuff that like, I didn't put out is extremely yeah. hard to listen to. Dude, for me, it's like the stuff that I did put out, and so I took like most of it down because yeah. it was just like you started when you were like really when young. I was really little. Uh, well, not little, but I was like fourteen. I he's and, being like, pretty modest, even though like it was like a fourteen year old, uh, like just doing really simple stuff. He was he was killing it. Well, I heard some of this shit back then. Yeah. He was really talented. 
The thing is, it I think you just weren't like, UU back then. Yeah, you exactly. You didn't figure out like, the sleeping bag, like, formula. Yeah. The formula. Well, some of it feels bad because of where you were, you know? Like, sometimes when you look back, like, and you think, like, this is a certain period of time. Yeah. Like, if you're thinking about, like, a shitty point in your life, yeah. then you're not going to like it the same That's way. That's kind of, like, where I was going to go. But then I was like, maybe it's a little too dark for the podcast, but it's like... No, nah, we keep it real. So, alright, yeah, I was just like... I hated myself shithead. at the time. I was a shithead back then. Like, I was just like... I know. Yeah, you know, exactly, you know. <laughs> like, I was just like... I was just drugged out. And so, like, listening back to it, it's painful because it sounds like shit. And it's painful because, like, I was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. But that's a good thing. That's progression. Yeah, that's, and it's like you should. I think you should look back at yourself yeah. and be like, "What the fuck was I doing then?" Mostly, yeah, I laugh sure. when I hear like stuff that I made yeah. years ago. That's me reading anything I've written, like ever. And I was like, "What? What was this depressed <laughs> yeah. child doing here?" And then I then I like go to write something now, and I'm like, "Nope, it's not there." Has so your, I guess they were connected. Has your all's process to make music changed over time? Like, was it, like, a lot, like, more structured at the beginning, and now you all are just free-flowing, or what? I'm, uh, I'm working on, like, a multi-project uh, kind of, mm-hmm. like, series kind of thing right now, because I don't know what genre or sound that I want to go with, but I know that I can cover a pretty wide range. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to be putting out an EP every three months or so under nice. a different name. That's dope. Different sound, different genre, whole other vibe. Well, that's one way to do it. Yeah, and <laughs> whatever, amazing. whichever one people like, I'll just keep going with. That's but, what I was going to yeah. ask. That's cool. <laughs> that's a really cool idea, actually. Yeah, good way to feel it out. I feel like our, our style of making music has changed as a duo, mm-hmm. like... Has the dynamic changed then? Uh, no, it was... I don't know what it was. I think it was just, like, after we finished the last album, System Overload, I feel like we were probably both just, like, burnt the fuck out. We yeah. burnt out, and, like, he started school, so I don't have as much access to my baba mm-hmm. as I wish I did. So <laughs> we're, we're each other's baba. Baba. <laughs> So a lot of a lot of it is texting each other about where we want the songs to go, mm-hmm. and honestly, we haven't been working that much on the new yeah. shit. We got like three new songs that are halfway done, so it's it's kind of a grueling process just trying to meet up. Like yeah. let alone like when we get in there, I maybe something so. won't even come out of it. Like half with, the time with my solo stuff, it's kind of like been the same process as when I started because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I work really fast when I care about an album but what has changed in my process is like how I want to release things just because like I, I release like two or three albums a year and yeah and like every time one comes out it's like oh one might do slightly better than the other one but they all kind of like do the same numbers and that's kind of fine up until a point like mm-hmm. Yeah. My real goal is just to keep doing college until like something works itself out with music. Yeah. And I feel kind of like I'm already running out of time, even though it's just been my first semester. Yeah. But running out of time for music or running out of time running for running out of time for my music to take off. Like I just kinda of feel the clock ticking. And there's not a clock. Yeah. I, I yeah. that's something that we have to realize. It is, it is a societal construct to be like there there is 
You're supposed time to be and age. And yeah. Here's how it goes. Well, because social I, media is. I don't mean like my life. No, I, I but just like, like yeah. a career in the same way. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I just feel like there are things that I could be doing, and so my process has changed with releasing music mm-hmm. to where I'm like. I want to release things in a different way, kind of like what Zach was saying, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to release, like, every song from this new album that I'm working on uh, as a single for each month of the year, because there's ten songs, and so the album is going to come out on Halloween. So, I feel like maybe that will help me with some traction stuff, because, I mean, if you release two singles and then you've got, like, a 14-track album, those two singles are going to do better than, like all other 12 songs on the yeah. album combined right for the most part cool. basically what dirty projectors did yeah uh, this year they put out five eps oh. over the course of the year and then like at the end just just compiled into an album oh we, we didn't get into our influences yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a big one for me honestly it's a band called dirty projectors cool um, they released their first few studio albums under domino if you guys know about that record label, um, they have a, like a history of just great indie. They're kind of talked about in the same sphere as like the like so Animal pop. Collective oh, of like the two thousands. Cool. That sort of like indie. Uh, Louis doesn't know bomb. anything about any of that. I'm, I know Animal Collective. I'm the I'm the indie yeah. person here. More so than I am. Juju is a big influence when we get into the Melon Choir writing, though. Cool. Juju is also indie, but like he's been around forever. Uh, works with a lot of cool people, but I don't know how to even describe what he does. They're like they're like noise and like they're, they're just it's like, like if you took the catchiness of like a a really high quality pop song mm-hmm. and uh, you just turn the weird up a hundred percent. Yeah, or just like, like make it dirty. Yeah. Just took a pop song and then like. Plugged in your phone to your like focus right or like your audio interface and then turn the gain all the way up yeah. so it's clipping yeah. just like uncontrolled. But like not in a sort of way where they're trying he's trying to make pop music. He's just so good at the that melody feels like that, part you know? that like you just have those things stuck in your head forever. But it's also like the lyrics are oh, super yeah. fucked up and yeah. like horrible like trauma stories his and, voice like, is the most emotional yeah. like vocal that i it's, can it's scary as fuck like it is He's scary insane. music to listen to Half what, the time. what's it called juju it's a juju so it's like xiu xiu mm-hmm. i think i might have seen that written down somewhere yeah. but i don't know if i've ever heard they kind of it seems like every once in a while they kind of pop up and they're getting a little bit more popularity mm-hmm. we well doug uh, on a song that I featured on, we somehow got put onto a compilation with oh, Juju yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. out of a connection that he That was has. pretty crazy. Yeah, I have a friend who's from Michigan, and now he lives in Chicago, um, named Jake. Shout out to Jake, Shout star to student. Jake. Star student. Thank Look you, him star up. Um, and uh, he like put together this compilation at the beginning of the pandemic called Reels for Relief. The money went to... It was the bail fund, right? No, it went to, like, it was like a COVID relief fund. I can't Mm. think of the name of the charity, but it was crazy the people he got on. Like, he got Juju, he got this, like, legendary emo band called uh, The Great Little Abacus. The Brave Brave Little Little Abacus, Abacus, sorry. (laughs) Were they, like, new songs made for the compilation, or was it, like, uh, old shit that he bought the rights to? It was, like, he reached out to these people and was like, hey, do you want to contribute a song? And they were like, yeah, here you go, you can, like, put this on there, and it won't Mm. be, like, taken down. Um... Juju, awesome. yeah, it was really cool. Juju Juju's was an original. 
Well, it wasn't. Yeah, it was original, but it was it was just an unreleased thing. Like it had yeah. been recorded for a long time, and that's um, cool. The Brave Little Abacus broke up in like two thousand ten or something, and so they just gave like a a, like a demo or like a live thing or something like that. Yeah, that's dope. But it was it was super cool to be like, yeah. involved in that. And that's how I found out that the dude in Juju is just like super open to just like talking to anybody. Like you can send him an email and he'll write you back. Nice. Yeah, it was really cool. Does it blow your mind a little bit that you're starting to work with some of the people that you're influenced by? Well, not work with, but you're but starting. That same you're starting to be yeah, in the same connected. conversations with your influences. Yeah, and it's like, it's even crazy on the local scale. There are just like some artists who, it's like, oh, you know, they're really cool and like they have this friend group and stuff, and it's like, oh, you know, I'll never be able to like keep up with their music and like you know be in that friend group or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know just like you talk to enough people and like you become friends with these people whose music like you've loved for a long time mm-hmm. and uh even that's just like really cool but when the thing happened with Juju it was like this is really next level shit like I can't believe this I remember I tried to get as many of my friends who like Juju on that song as I could so I had like you Connor. and I, I just had my friend Connor just like scream at the beginning of the song yeah. and like it wasn't mixed in well at all what was your all's reaction with the Leo shit? That was even cooler, because yeah, I yeah. knew a lot of people that were like, dude, first we got a small like blurb about a single mm-hmm. in like their um, favorite new songs yeah, article. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. I read that. And that was like, that was the most eloquently written like yeah. blurb about a song I think I've ever heard. Like, it was, it was so nice. It was That's awesome. Crazy to hear. Yeah. I mean, I respect the Leo quite a bit, so. Well, I'm sure that just feels like a really good And we got a whole yeah. interview in the, in oh the God, summer, I think. How, how was the interview for that? It went good. It good. was cool. It was just an email thing, so they just sent us the questions. We emailed them So back. this is your first on-microphone interview? Live. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, now when you all pop, we'll be clout demons yeah. and we'll be like, we were there. At least do. But what's funny about the Leo thing is that after we got the interview, they went back and wrote another article that was just like out of the blue, and they were just like, in case you missed this album. Yeah, oh wow, we that's a really double shot. That one. Yeah, so nice. we have like like triple coverage from the Leo. Might be quadruple. I don't know. Uh, like you, you can't. It, if, it sounds like if you keep releasing music, they'll keep fucking yeah, posting think, about yeah. it. So yeah. we're trying to get. When, on. Those are the kind of ears you really need yeah. to get on. So that's incredible for you guys. That, yeah. to me, it sounds like things are starting to shake for you guys. Yeah. And I mean that makes me happy. Much yeah. appreciated. There's you. some uh, talks of shows happening soon, I believe. Yeah. So, Lives. Yeah. You know what's funny though about the whole Leo thing. Before we dropped System Overload, whenever we put out our first album, we we got a review from a publication called Slugger City Sound. Interesting. Um, <laughs> now now we're on. Yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of like imagine like getting compared to four bands that like two of them you haven't even heard yeah. of, and yeah. then like the other two you're just like oh that. It's well, just like the most surface level thing they could have yeah. thought of. To, yeah. It wasn't to that we like, to. it wasn't like that we hadn't heard of the two. Other I didn't bands. know Crystal Castles. I, had uh, never heard I, I, I like Crystal cool. Castles, but it was just like 
They compared you all to Crystal Castles. Yeah, but like, so imagine if somebody listened to your podcast and then wrote a review about it and was like, this is just like the Daily from the New York Times <laughs> or something. I dare somebody to. Yeah. They, they'd be right. <laughs> like, fuck Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. I think it is funny that anytime I'm like, uh, podcasting goals, like what level of fame can you attain I via Joe podcast? Rogan. I don't want to be Joe Rogan. Yeah. I am Joe Rogan. It would be like if somebody listened to your podcast and was like, this is just like the Joe Rogan podcast. Like you guys have a different style and like, yeah. okay, it's, it's, art, it's obviously better. Like Joe, Joe Rogan is just like trash. <laughs> he he is he has a yeah. lot of takes, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he has sure a lot of us. takes. I don't think he thinks a lot of them through very no. well. Oh no, he doesn't think at all. I think he's entertaining though. He is. Some of the he things is. he say are bullshit. Yeah. but he's funny. To me, it's entertaining on a level where it's like, ha ha, everything is bullshit. It's yeah. just yeah. like I can't find like anything any, anymore at least. But it's the same thing with this. They're laughing at me. Ah, They're not shit. laughing with me. Shit. It's not because I'm funny. But like your not... podcast, you mean? Yeah. Oh, no. no. Oh, We've had some oh, funny no. moments. We've had some funny moments today. <laughs> it's <laughs> Like, not to rip the dude too hard that did the first thing, but like, the problem was that he only did a hundred words or so, yeah. and yeah. most of it was just comparing us to other bands. Yeah. 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 So we kind of so went So there wasn't anything substantial to it, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, and basically nothing. Also, it ended with like. Oh yeah, they kind of backhanded us. Yeah, it was like let's see if they can like let's see if they can do something. It was like something along the lines of let's see if they can do something better. Oh shit! And so it was rough. (laughs) Yeah. Do you all have anything you all want to plug? Just follow us on Instagram. If you have that, you'll hear about all our solo adventures and the Melon Choir stuff. So our Instagram is just Melon Choir. I don't know how we got that. M-E-L-A-N-C-H-O-I-R. We're not watermelons in a choir, by the way. It's like melon Melon choir. Um, I guess I'll... Sad choir. I'm gonna plug my... So I I just dropped, like, a compilation of, um, of, like, music that is, like, kind of lost on that old computer that we were talking about earlier that I just had mix downs of. So I, I dropped a compilation of, like, old songs, unused songs, live stuff, demos. Pretty recently on my Spotify and that's the sleeping bag on Spotify um, and I have a new single coming out uh, towards the end of January awesome nice. yeah. and it fucks it fucks a little bit it fucks well thank you all for being on here that, that was yeah, awesome thanks uh, for having us go listen to these two if you do not listen to these two you are sleeping and missing out and you you will develop glaucoma. Glaucoma. <laughs> I don't want to hear you people hyping them after they get big. I want to hear see the love now. And I don't want to hear about the glaucoma. That medicinal marijuana that you have to smoke because of the glaucoma. <laughs> oh no, I have to smoke. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Handles in the description as always. And if you could, share the podcast with someone and give us some feedback. Thank you.